Just be yourself, Roger. Greetings, fellow <laughs> droids. <laughs> uh, greetings, fellow droids. I'm ROGR, the last of the battle droids. Sure, during the Clone Wars, my hobbies included blasting, destroying, and marching. But now that I'm an attaché to three wonderful kids, I'm all about sweets and cookies, writing my autobiography, and most importantly, friendship. And to prove it, I brought you all some 30 weight. Whoa, what happened to you? I offered some droids my hand in friendship. They took it, and then they beat me with it. I had no idea making friends would be so hard. Don't let it get you down, Roger. Just try again. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this bonus episode of The Stabcast, the Sunsphere Tactical Attack Brigade Star Wars Legion podcast. Because Tim couldn't be with us in this past episode, he recorded a little special section of his own thoughts and feelings and... You know we were going to use it inside the episode, but ah, we just couldn't be bothered with it. But we we hated that you spent so much time, because we know you, the internet listeners, want to hear Tim's ideas on the Empire. You know, he even started a separate podcast with some other friends called Assault Cast. It lasted like an episode and a half, maybe. But so, we're giving you the special bonus episode of Tim's hottest takes on the newest changes to the errata, the RRG, and the price points upgrade. Do enjoy, and as always, you can give us your feedback on the Discord, um, at SWStabCast, on the Instagram, on our Twitter, or on our Facebook page. We appreciate you great listeners, and with little to further no ado, here's Tim and his many hot takes. Hello listeners, it's I, Tim. I've come to bring you the most delicious of takes. Maybe they're hot, maybe they're cold, maybe they're yes, maybe they're no, who could say? But I do want to just take a moment to analyze some of the points changes and the rules changes and how they're all going to affect the Empire, because we all know that I'm an Empire man at heart, despite my foolings with other factions. And despite my maybe increased love of the Republic more and more. But that's a separate conversation. Rules changes. The biggest surprise to me was probably the clone trooper nerf. But again, it's not super shocking. Because uh, we knew about it already. Points changes will go into card changes. A card change to me, the biggest one, most shocking one, maybe this falls into the rules category, is that take that clankers change. That was between taking the action and having to be a clone trooper. It was like a double whammy. And I, I think one of those things had to happen. I don't know about both of them. But that's not an Empire problem, so good luck with that, Republic. I, I don't really like playing just clone lists anyway. I like playing a mashup. And so I'm actually really happy to see that the new Republic, haha, the new old Republic, will hopefully be a mix of multiple units coming together. And I think as a whole, the faction's probably going to do really well if Wookiees and Yoda ever comes out. But one day when that happens, it'll be great. But Empire, my babies, my children. Let's go through these changes. Speeder bike, down five points to 70. You know, I don't I don't hate this. Um, I like it quite a lot because I'm a speeder bike fan. They're not as strong in the stap world, but I still think they're quite good. I think their impact should not be ignored. And for 70 points, I didn't really ask for that change, but I'm certainly not mad about it. Um, it gives you some comps points or, excuse me, some comps points. Or it gives you some room for upgrades on other units instead. So I like that change. It's not crucial, but it's it's a nice little bump up. Boba, also down five points. <sighs> he needs more, y'all. 
Boba needs more help. His dice pool is just so weak. Boba's most oppressive feature is the fact that he can grab a box and make a game of recover the supplies and actually even game for Imperials because normally Imperials just straight up lose that. Although honestly with SF and Inferno squad and Iden infiltrating, we don't even really super need Boba all the time. So I just think he, I think he's a relic of a long forgotten age and I look forward to seeing him in the future. And I have high hopes that they will reevaluate where he's at kind of like Cad. Although again, Cad's a separate animal altogether. Commander Vader is rightfully so increased up to 190, but also I think that's a bit too high. I think he should have gone up because of all his changes with his cards, but just having Compelled Trooper on there and then all those other char- changes, I don't think it warrants that much of an increase because you're just going to take Operative Vader, which we'll get to in a second. But I really can't see a world where I take Commander Vader over Operative Vader unless I just... I'm really trying to do something, but again, I think Operative Vader is just doing so many things better for still cheaper. I think you just go for Operative Vader, which then brings us to Operative Vader. Also up 15 points, or excuse me, 20 points, up to 175. That's hefty. I think it's needed. (laughs) I think it's very much needed. His increase to training and to speed and to health and everything else, I, I mean, I think he is... With his car changes as well, I think he is value town. I've played him a couple times since the change already. I'm not super good with him yet by any means, but I think he is a lot of fun. And I think you can now feel a very competitive force with him, which before it was just, it just wasn't there. It just wasn't really in the realm of possibility. And again, I think he's so much better than Commander Vader. I think Commander Vader's decent, but I don't think he should be 190. But I get it. I understand. They don't want to overtune. Krennic? Oh, Mr. Krennic. You never should have been 90 points. Maybe when they first came out with him, he was good at 90. But uh, 75 feels right for him. He's tied with Veers. We'll just throw Veers in here, too. Veers is down to 75. I like both of them at 75 because it means I don't have to choose just based on points alone. I can actually look at the units themselves and say, oh, this guy's better. I want this guy instead. Because of my army doing this, I want to bring DTs, which again, we'll get to in a second. Or I want to bring vehicles. I want to bring those cheaper bikes now. So now if Beers is five points cheaper and the bikes are five points cheaper a piece. Nice. Cool. And now I can do that without having to worry about the huge point differential. Uh, which also we should touch on the ATST. Speaking of Veers, because he often goes with the ATST. Oh, the ATST. It is down to. 155, which is five points cheaper, which is nice. And then, of course, its guns got the big drop as well. Down 10 points for the main gun, then five points on the mortar, seven points for the grenade launcher, which I think is huge. Uh, I know Ryan's a big fan of running it with a grenade launcher, but he also doesn't play with the ATSD, so what does he know? Now, here's the thing. Listeners, you're going to see a lot, and I mean a lot, of General Weiss on the field with the, the field commander upgrade because Weiss is up to five points, but he gets field commander and he doesn't exhaust. Great. You're shooting with all your weapons. We've talked before. The ATSD is up to 188 fully loaded. That's nuts. But, but I think it's a trap. That's right. It's a trap. It sounds so good. It sounds so sweet to fit all those things in one, one unit, one armored unit. <laughs> but I'm telling you, those dice will betray you. You need not just aims, but you need the surge hit or critical or something. I would have given up 
some of those points changes to get critical on those weapons. Uh, I still think they would have had to have come down even with a critical change, but I think he could have dropped like the twin blaster down five points and then added critical. But again, I, I think you bring Weiss if you're really trying to do something special, but I still think the ATST with the hammers pilot is the way to go. And it's still going to be cheaper now with a cheaper ST and cheaper upgrades. So I'm fine with it. I still love my ST, but I've played Weiss a couple times now and I'm just, I've yet to be impressed. You can spread fire around, but half the time it doesn't matter because you're just going to blank out. So yeah, I'm not, not a huge fan, but I like the idea of it. I love the options. I love having options. Dewbacks, similar to bikes, they're down to 70 points, which again, I like the options it gives you. I like that you can swap them out with bikes pretty interchangeably, although they were already there when they're both at 75. But again, at 70 points seems more viable. I'm actually a little bit surprised by this because we saw Dewbacks do well back down in uh, Lone Star, but maybe that was too little, too late kind of thing. I don't think five points is crushing as far as like it's going to make them broken. And in fact, I would wager it probably helps us the most against other melee units like Wookiees. <clears throat> Wookiees. But I think it helps us fight that fight because we really do have to fight that fight. And so I think you're going to see more and more dewbacks getting just thrown into lists just to be a melee counter, if nothing else. Which, speaking of melee counters, brings us to IRG. The IRG got some much-needed love. The Royal Guard went down from 75 to 69. Nice. It's six points change, which is great. But then also their staff also went down, down to 21 points, which I just think could have been a little bit cheaper, if you ask me. But... I'll take it. Not going to look a, a gift Imperial in the mouth. And I really appreciate it. And I'm glad that it's now a viable strategy to run them in a list. And again, with the amount of melee we are seeing in the world today, which is only going to get worse once Wookiees do eventually drop and Magnagar come out, I think, unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, depends on your point of view here, I think unless you bring a melee unit, a hearty melee unit in your list, it's dead. Gun lines are dead as of right now. That's not going to be forever, I imagine. I'm sure something will change one day when that might be adjusted. But right now, if you don't have a good melee, at least defense, but preferably a good melee option in general, you're going to be in trouble. You might get a good first round or two, but after those first couple rounds, the enemy is going to be in your face, stabbing you to death with whatever they want. So you need some melee help. IRG great in there. I'm trying to throw them in as many lists as I can. I don't hate like a double DT, double IRG list for Krennic list, which would have been crazy to say just a few weeks ago. But now with changes, look at that. The new light has dawned. Palpatine down 10 more points to 190, which is great. I think he really needed that. I think he's still not going to see a lot of play, unfortunately, because he's still a really difficult unit to use. There was one point in my life where I was decent with Palpatine. I think that point has passed, but I'd like to bring him back on the table and just play around with him some more. Um, I think Batman on him is really good now, especially Batman's cheap and barrier and all these other things. I think with other units in the army getting cheaper, I think you'll probably see more palp, but still not a lot of palp, which is sad, but I don't think I really want to see a lot of palp. Uh, he's a, he's a fun piece, but he's a very finesse piece. And I, Again, sometimes I'm good with that, but most of the time, not so much. Speaking of palp and things that carry palp, the Gav Tank. Down five more points to 140. What a 
what a place it has gotten to after the initial release. And wow, it's still garbage. I still won't probably bring it, although with the low profile change, Ryan's pointed out that you can put some sabs in the back and throw grenades and stuff out the back. Okay, I can understand that. But I still just think for 10 more points, or excuse me, 15 more points, I'm just going to take the ATST. I just, if I'm just going for an armor meta or an armor skew, I'm going for the ST. Or if I want to transport, I'm going to go to the lat because the lat, oh my gosh, I was not expecting this. If you want to talk about a surprise, I did not expect they were going to adjust the lat A this soon or B this much. The lat down to 105. I think that is, it is crazy, but it's also necessary. Like, I don't think it's wrong. I think it's now at least a decent, decent gun platform with the missiles on there. And it's cheap enough that you don't really care if it does well or not. But also if you want the transport option, it's a cheap transport. So I really like the lat at 105. I don't think it should get any cheaper. Uh, I do wish it still was a little bit different on the unit card itself. I wish we had some adjustments on there, like having the open option. But if you're not going to be able to do that, then I think dropping it down to 105 is perfect. And I think it's exactly where it needs to be because it does die really quick. But if I'm only spending 105 on a piece of armor, I'm okay with that. I'm pretty okay with that. The Latin might also be transporting Mr. Callus. Now, Callus didn't change, which he probably should, but that's a separate conversation. I don't really play Callus. But his staff slash gun, his bow staff, went down 10 points to 15. Y'all, that needed to happen so bad. It's, it is shocking to me, literally shocking, that his staff was initially costed at 25. Like, that is crazy town to think that it was ever worth 25 points. I think it's worth 15, just like I think Aiden's gun's worth 15. Although I could see hers going down to 10, I'd be happy with that. Just a side note, developers. But. Callus' staff, down to 15. I'm digging it. I'm digging it. I love it. Speaking of other upgrades that are down, oh, Death Troopers. Oh, dear Death Troopers. You you got some love that you needed. The config went down to free. So it went from eight to nothing. And I think that needed to happen. Uh, I think I've said that a couple times before. Just make the config free. Just make it free. DTF went down even more points to 15, which I actually think people are sleeping on DTF. I think for... Only a handful of points for 15 points. I think you're getting extra health, extra compel. I think it's cash money. I think people are just sleeping on her. But that's down. But the problem is, is even with the Death Troopers themselves going down by four more points and credit going down, you have some amazing bundled savings. It's like the Death Trooper bundle. The problem is I still don't know if they're worth it. Because they're so susceptible to Pierce. I, I think I would have traded some of those points changes for Impervious. Uh, I'm not saying that they should have been untouched points-wise, but I think they could have gone down a smidge and then still gotten Impervious, and I think it would have been fine. Because again, I just think of all the times you're going to get Pierce off the table, um, especially with probably Civil War snipers making a bit of a comeback. Not for me as much, but for some people. But again, I think Death Troopers are very scary. Still, I think they hit like a Mack truck. It's just trying to get them to survive after that. Uh, if we had a reliable way of getting them dodges and they could use dodges effectively, I could maybe see that. Um, 
maybe putting SA on them. That sounds like crazy talk, but I don't know. Maybe if we get some Dodge generation, I could see it. But again, I think I just, I think at the end of the day, I'm just more tempted to bring ISF because ISF are still going to hit almost the same, not quite, but a little bit different, but almost the same. And they can infiltrate. They have the reliable, so they at least get one surge on defense. It's just, just, and they're cheaper. It just feels like a better bang for your buck. I mean, their heavy is down to 27 points instead of 29, which is nice. But I mean, I just, I don't know a world where I don't just take the cheaper option because they're doing almost the same thing. And it feels like they're doing it way more effectively. And I think especially in, again, today's world with all the melee and up close and personal, you're going to be using that range three gun, the one, the one three gun, the heavy, a lot more than you might think. Uh, and it just feels like once death troopers get closed into melee range, they really start to panic a little bit, even though they actually have a good melee, to be fair. So that was kind of a two for one deal there of death troopers and ISF. But also, if we're going to talk about that, we have to talk about the one, the only Inferno. And listen, I've said it for a long time now. I think Inferno's a joke, or I used to. This has changed that. <laughs> the fact that it is 88 points to get Inferno Squad is is crazy town, but I think it's value town. I think that's fine for a one-off unit like that. Um, I think it was Mike from Legion 99 said the same thing, that you know, if it's a one unit, like the only can bring one of them, I think it's okay to have it a little bit more appropriately costed because you, obviously you're not going to get spam. So you don't have to worry about someone just bringing three of them. So I think that's okay. I think I've done such a huge 180 from never ever touching Inferno and laughing at Inferno to now probably always going to bring Inferno first because that extra health comes in, the extra dice, the coordinate, all those factors. I think it just, yeah, I think it just with one subtle change, it has shifted the entire momentum of the SF versus Inferno debate. Which also, it should be noted that Dell and Gideon themselves are part of that because they're both cheaper. Gideon is down to 29, which I think is pretty fair. Might even still be a little bit steep in my book, but I think fair enough for what he does. And Dell's down to 25. And the thing I like about this is I... If you've listened at all, you know I'm not a sniper fan, especially Civil War snipers, Imperial snipers. They blank out all the time. But, but, if I can now bring one sniper traditional strike team and now a core unit, like a Snow, with Dell, that now basically counts as both a sniper and one of my core requirements... I'm now scratching two itches. I'm, I'm killing two birds with one stone, and I am loving it. Uh, do I think Dell's good? No, but I think he's efficient now. I think it's a big change. I also think if you're bringing any kind of armor, and you're going to normally probably bring some snipers with armor for cost reasons, I think you, you'd be nuts not to put Dell in something. Probably a snow, but it doesn't have to be a snow. Uh, the biggest problem I found is I actually played this this past week. My biggest problem is the lack of courage. It still still hurts so bad. So it does feel bad when he gets shot. So try and still keep him in the back line. Don't don't go too up with him. I, I had to use him for an objective, but yeah. I think it's it's solid. Again, Gideon I could have seen a little bit cheaper, but I get it. I don't you don't want to put coordinate on too cheap a body. But yeah, it's solid for both of those. Uh some other miscellaneous changes. 
Uh, Baron Rudor went down to eight points, which is nice because I was a fan of him as well. So now my lat list is a lot cheaper because my I had a lat ATST list, and both those units are cheaper now. So I'm probably going to be toying with that some more than I ever thought I would. Uh, I'm really again digging the the SF slot for Imperials. I think is very competitive right now between Inferno and SF and DTs and Strikes and now even Savs with again the low profile change and Royal Guard. It's it is a hotly contended spot. Uh, I don't know what the right call is. I'm excited to find out. And I'm really happy that we get to find out. It's just a great place to be in. Um, again, Operative Vader being changed to what he is to go from... Uh, Operative Vader was played, but Commander Vader was almost never seen on a table. But to see both of them get swung so hard in the other direction of being really fixed... Because I don't think uh, Commander Vader is bad. I just think he's not as good a value as Op Vader. But... Yeah, I think you're going to see a lot of Op Vader. It just feels good. It feels good to have the Dark Lord of the Sith be terrifying and to be scary. He's not invincible still. Like, he gets dodges and surges and things now. He's not invincible, but he is he is a lot rougher to kill, and that's okay. Um, because, again, I think with all the melee skews from the other factions between Wookiees and Magnas and one day Wookiees for Gar... I think it's fine to have a big melee threat piece for the Imperials like Vader. Um, I think if this was earlier in the game a few years ago, this would not have been good. It would have been really dangerous. I think right now we really needed it to stay in it. Uh, and again, I'm happy to have a big focus piece like that suddenly become actually worthy of focus, which is great. A couple other pieces that we have yet to mention it's the stormtrooper heavies all going down as well as the captains and whatnot. I think that's absolutely the right call, not just for Imperials, but across the board. I really like this idea of making the core not expensive by any means, but just pretty standardized, but then increasing or decreasing rather, excuse me, the extra bodies and things. Cause it really makes you fill out your units because people just don't do that. Um, you'll still never see the, the HH-12, because of that cumbersome, I think cumbersome and exhaust, if you had either one of those, is fine, but both together is just a death nail for it. Um, the RTC down to 24, I love that, because I love my RTC. The T-21's down to 20, uh, or 22, excuse me. I think that's great. I still think the RTC is better, but I also know that I know the T-21 can hit like a truck. I get that, but just having that extra range band helps a lot especially against really against other empire players. Everyone else kind of closes that gap enough that you can use the use the eight white dice crit 2 pretty effectively. But if you're playing against another long range list, you want those RTCs. And again, for 24 points now, you're throwing better than a naked squad of storms because it's a red. So it's three white and a red. I love it. I think it's still money, but I don't think any of those options are particularly really bad. Even the DLT is fine because of uh, being able to get into armor. But again, I don't think it punches through normally because of cover and whatnot. Uh, and also the rocket. So I guess maybe just the RTC to T21. But I think it's a good debate to have. I don't know what the right call is. I think it just depends on your list and your style. But I think either one is A-OK. -okay. Also of note, the Shore Heavy is down to 32, which I think is good. I still think Shores are too expensive. That's just me. Uh, I'm slowly coming around to using mortars more. 
And I hate to say that, but it's just that, I mean, we have nothing with Courage 2, and our core is just normally so garbage, even with those cheaper T21s and RTCs. I guess if it's already garbage, you might as well just bring a mortar and do some decent damage output at least. So I don't know. I, it's more of like a defeat of the for me to bring mortars than a, a, a huge aha moment. But again, I'm coming around to it. I get it. I'm just still not a huge fan. It's just not my style. But you'll probably see me bringing mortars more and more now just kind of as a sign of almost heavy sighing surrender. Because it's just like, uh, I guess, because why? Why not? Everybody else is going to die anyway, so we might as well just bring some mortars. Yay, Empire. <laughs> they still got problems. Our lack of courage to core is still very concerning for me. Uh, I guess you could say you could get a courage to core, or your courage to shore even, but it has to cost 101 points to do that. And that is astronomical, uh, assuming with the heavy, of course. So that is that is just disgusting. And again, I think, unfortunately, I really think Imperial Core is still in trouble. And I think that's where we don't need so much, I don't know if it's points love, but just something. We need a new unit of Imperial Core. I don't have an answer for what that would be. Maybe it's Mud Troopers or something like that, but we're, it feels like we're still hurting there. And I really, really miss the Courage 2 on those Phase 2s that I normally play with for uh, Republic. So that's it. I'm sorry I wasn't able to record, but my schedule has just been a little bit crazy. So now at least you get to know some of my takes. Nothing really out the ordinary other than the fact of, hey, Empire's looking pretty good. Uh, I don't think we're going to crush any major tournaments, but I think we're at least able to be in the running. Again, I still think the lack of Courage 2 Core is going to be our downfall, because the army that deals suppression the most is ironically affected by it the most and it's just a weird feeling it really is um, but i like that i can bring dts now and not feel as bad when they get punked off the board i'll still probably bring sf anyway i'm excited to see all the different lists i can build it just feels good to build imperial lists again uh, i'm excited to build other lists as well once units actually start coming out into my hands whether that's wookies or yoda or magna guard or anything like that so uh i'm hopeful for the future i don't think the salt throne is is just an imperial throne now i think it's actually somehow both of the red safe factions we kind of like sit on different sides of the throne but uh i think i think gar are doing just fine cis were ugh, untouched and rebels are still the most powerful faction in the game enjoy that